Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Bill Kelly from Elmira. Welcome, Coach. Great to be here. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So you guys are, you know, up, up in New York. I, I, it's weird because I would say upstate, but you're really not. You're kind of down and overstate. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close to the Pennsylvania border. Yep, Finger Lakes region, beautiful yeah. area. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've driven through there several times it's gorgeous well let's let's talk about recruiting I think you're you're getting ready to start your second season here so you've gotten uh one full loop right uh of the recruiting cycle so as a d3 program you know I mean well we're we're two weeks away from the famed June 15th date for all the d1 and d2 folks but for d3 how do you kind of work your timing of, of recruiting? I mean, when when do you start talking to which classes, and what's that all kind of look like for you? Well, you know, we're you know we're, we've already started reaching out to to 2025 grads. Uh, the 2024s, we're pretty pretty deep into it already. Um, you know, this spring, for example, with the 24s, we've really been uh, encouraging campus visits. Uh, and you know we're we're asking our 24s to really come uh, forward with a uh, a verbal commitment by September. You know earlier if they want to. You know for the ones that are top recruits, we're ready for their commitment anytime they're ready to give it. But we, you know, we're not going to pressure people. Um, we want them to be comfortable with their decision. But there is sort of an end to the recruiting process, and we want to be wrapped up by Christmas time. So verbal commitment by September. Um, then just, you know, they apply, they get accepted, that whole thing. And then if financial aid works out, you know, right after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, right around Christmas, uh, we're set and ready to go. Okay, that makes sense. Well, in in your, you know, recruiting, your outbound stuff, how, how, much, how much of it would you say is inbound versus outbound, if you know what I'm saying, in terms of, you know, people reaching out to you versus you finding people at, at, in different ways? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we do quite a bit of outreach ourselves. You know, we're you know we're on NCSA. We go to the tournaments. Uh, we identify players. We're using a lot of different resources. We're casting a pretty wide net. Um, and then in terms of inbound, uh, a lot of a lot of players are connecting with us too. I get uh, a dozen emails each week uh, from various uh, student athletes who are looking. And just reaching out, um, so both I think, but I think we're we're really going and really hitting the pavement and getting out there ourselves quite a bit. So when you're when you're at an event, is it? Well, I got last two questions here. First of all, when you're at an event, how much of it is 
looking at players who who have already contacted you or you've already have a relationship with versus sitting down at a match and you're just hoping to see somebody good. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I just got back from Needham, so I'll just use that as the example. Uh, when I went to Needham, I had a list of 24 uh, players that had reached out to me who seemed like a, a pretty good fit. You know, we'd, we'd identified them. Uh, in most cases, we'd seen video, which which can be helpful. Uh, but we sat down to watch the matches and, uh, you know, we, we start noticing other players as well uh, on the other team or on the same team even. So we'll reach out to those players and, uh, you know, kind of get get it done both ways. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned Needham, but what kind of what what events are on your must hit list that you guys are at every year? Kind of what's your focus when it comes to events? Oh, it changes year to year. Uh, sometimes it depends on the budget, too. Uh, but we we love going out, going out to Vegas in the third week of March. Uh, that is great because the weather's usually always really good, so we can count on the tournament actually happening. I mean, there have been times when we've tried to go to tournaments here on the East Coast, and it's still been, you know, inclement weather. Uh, so we go to Vegas. Uh, love that. Been to Surf Cup out in California. Um, here in New York, uh, Mad Dog has been great for us in June. Um, we've even gone to the Nordic cup up in, uh, Vermont, uh, been to Jeff cup. Um, just, yeah, we'll, you know, every year we'll just see, you know, maybe we're getting more interest from players, uh, who are happening to, to go to those events and we'll try to arrange it that way too. Okay. But, but Vegas is a, we usually go to Vegas every year that we get so many kids from all over the state showing up there. Okay. Well, what about, uh, camps do you guys do id camps do you or your staff work external camps do they fit into your recruiting process at all we haven't started them yet this is this is my first year at elmira so we are in the process of doing that but we're going to get some camps going uh you know id clinics uh camps we'll see how you know if we can get a multi-day camp going but uh right now we're going to start with id clinics you know one day clinics um and th those should be pretty good so yeah we're looking forward to starting those up okay well whether it's through camps, clinics, tournaments, inbound, outbound, whatever the case may be, what is it that you're looking for in a player, whether it's on the field stuff or off the field stuff, kind of what's that hierarchy of things that, that you're looking for? Yeah, well, I, I think most most coaches start off with, uh, you know, pure talent, of course, uh, and, you know, we're all looking for for really good players. I, I tell you, Matt, when I sit down at a game and and, and watch – I'm just kind of waiting for the personalities to emerge from the game. I, I just like to see what the personality player is out there that that catches my eye. And it could be a combination of things. I mean, some players are really fast. Uh, some are super technical. Um, there's just different iterations of, of gifts that players offer out there. So I'm trying to see what that combination of gifts is that a player has. And um, so I'm not really you know, too picky about, oh, they've got to be this or this or this, you know, and yeah, it'd be great if they were all athletic and all fast and all this, but I'm just looking to see what emerges. And if I see a combination of things that, that really, I think would work for our program, then, then I'll, I'll contact that player. They may not be the fastest player out there, but boy, they're super technical, or they may be super fast and their technical side isn't as great, but you know what, I, you know, we can work with that. That's, you know, that's, we can coach them up and, and work with them. Um, and of course, if there are players who are, you know, just really good in all categories, yeah, we're going to talk to them as well. But um, I, I look for personality players out there. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. I'm sure there's folks not familiar 
with, with Elmira, and especially if they're not from that mid-Atlantic region, uh, haven't, haven't driven up through there. But, uh, you know, you've been there a year now at the helm. So kind of give me what have you found to be the, the really cool things, awesome things about the school that maybe someone wouldn't learn just by visiting the website? Yeah, great question. It's uh, Elmira is a gem. It really is a wonderful little school. Um, you know, we're not not a huge school. You know, got j- just under a thousand students now. We're you know we're working to to build it up, just like everyone everywhere else in the country. You know, enrollment's always an issue for everybody. But uh, it's a it's a great community. It, I think that's the outstanding part about Elmira. Where you know the college community here is really tight, close knit. A lot of athletes here. I think sixty percent of our students on campus are are recruited athletes. Um, which is phenomenal. And it creates this environment where, you know, there's a lot of mutual support among all the sports. Um, The professors are awesome, small class sizes. Um, The region that Elmira is in is is beautiful, the Finger Lakes region. So we're surrounded by just a wonderful pastoral beauty everywhere, rivers, lakes. Um, You know, the the Finger Lakes region is, is known for you know, great wineries and great places to go, little small towns and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful region. It's a wonderful school. Um, just really excel at a few areas that that have distinguished Elmira over the past decades. Um, education. You know, we've produced a lot of teachers. Uh, nursing. Nursing is huge. Three of my graduating seniors are nurses. Uh, actually, it's 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 interesting. They. Uh, they already have jobs. They're going to be working together at the same hospital, and they're going to be living together uh, as they work at this hospital. So the the team spirit continues into the the real world. So that, that's that's kind of cool. But that's you know that's Elmira in a nutshell. Just community is really strong. Okay. Well, you mentioned some of the academic programs, and you know, being a student athlete can be tough and in, in trying to balance those things. So how do your players really balance the the rigors of being an athlete? and the school side and what kind of support systems does a school offer to really help them with that? Well, it, that's a great question for me because I'm, I'm the support specialist here in the athletic department. They, you know, I work with all the athletes who uh, maybe need a little extra help with academics, whatever that is uh, to whatever degree. And so I have an office in the gym and I have another office in the library. And uh, so I'm the, I'm the support specialist who meets with athletes and we review things like, Oh gosh, you know, maybe it's their study strategies that that need to to change, or they need more study skills or time management. Um, even specifically, maybe it's you know how's their note taking. You know, maybe we should look at the Cornell system of note taking or SQ3R or something like that. So I'll sit down and talk with them about how they can get better at academics or what resources they need. I'll steer them to the writing center. Maybe they need a math tutor. Maybe they just need somebody to check in with and just get a sense of you know this will help me be accountable. Um, so I work with all the athletes here in the department and, um, and of course, with my own players. We, so we have a, a, you know, a priority of academics coming first here at Elmira. And so that's, that's a real thing for us. And uh, my, the teams here have done really well. We've, I think we've got 10 straight uh, national uh, awards for academics uh, plastered on my wall here. So going to keep those going. So I offer a lot of support, but the college, the, the the learning center over in the library is just awesome. The people there I've gotten to know really well are very supportive um, in just every capacity for uh, academic excellence. No, that's great. Well, as a parent, when I'm 
daughter's thinking about schools, I always got to ask, okay, what's this going to cost me? Right. So I'm not, I'm not holding you at any hard numbers here, but just give me an overview of what tuition looks like, what kind of grants, scholarships, financial aid is available. I mean, obviously with you guys being D3, no athletic money. So what can people expect since, since that might not be an option for them? Yeah, with with, uh, with tuition and room and board and everything, it, it totals up to fifty one thousand, and uh, that's that's with not without any help at all. But the average package, I think the average, and this is just the average. I think the average is about twenty four twenty five is what people actually end up paying. That varies a lot. We've got some top level merit scholarships, um, you know, up to twenty two thousand. I think is our top scholarship, uh, and then. From there, depending on what your grades are and how well you've done and distinguished yourself as a as a scholar, uh, you're going to re- be rewarded with competitive merit aid here. So, um, yeah, the, the average package I think is is around twenty four is what it's going to cost. Okay, well, that's not too bad. Well, take me either back or forward, whichever you prefer. But can you walk me through what a typical week might look like during the season in terms of? winter classes, meals, training, kind of the game cadence, travel, what all that just looks like in an average week, even though I know there's no such thing. Yeah, it, it does vary a little bit, but, uh, you know, early in the season, we're a little busier. We've got more games packed in. It's just uh, just better to get, get our non-conference games. And so we'll play uh, two games a week to start off with. And so let's say, well, we'll just start off, you know, we'll have a Saturday game um, and then, will recover, take Sundays off. Usually I like to just give Sundays completely off. I think that, that works really well. Um, Monday, we'll, we'll have training. We usually go in the evenings. We've got a lighted grass field up at our complex. So that's uh, it's nice to have so that we don't ever have any real conflicts with classes. Or if we do, we can adjust our training time. Um, so we'll go from 5 to 6.30 or later 7 to 8.30 sometimes. So we, you know, we just arrange it. Um, We'll train. Usually I like to get training done within 90 minutes. I don't think there's a whole lot of benefit to going past 90 minutes. Um, then, you know, we'll, we'll hit it pretty hard Monday, Tuesday. You know, if we have a game Wednesday, that means Tuesday is going to be a little bit lighter. We'll just focus on some more technical, tactical stuff. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, we'll have a game. Maybe it's a home game. So we'll play at four on our on our home pitch. Uh, we'll have a meeting, team meeting at two, get ready for the game, play four to six you know, uh, get done. And then Thursday, you know, we've just played a game. So we have to periodize a little bit and, you know, get some, I get the effort, uh, um, uh, recovery continuum going the right way. So we'll take a little bit of, uh, a breather there. We won't go as hard. We'll work on some things. We'll recover Thursday again, same thing. We can't go too hard because we have a game Friday or Saturday, depending on what our schedule is. And then, uh, you know, if it's if the Saturday game, for example, or Friday game, even is if that's an away game, you know, we'll jump on a charter bus, pretty comfortable. Uh, maybe we'll leave, oh, two or three in the afternoon, sometimes earlier if it's farther away. But a lot of our games are about two or three hours away. Uh, some are like within an hour. But uh, the travel isn't too bad, but the buses help and kids can do homework on the buses. And then uh, and then we start over again the next the next week. All right. Well, let's talk more about the team and the soccer side of things a bit. So we, we talked about recruiting before, but is there a roster size that you're trying to hit every year that you feel is ideal? 
Yeah, I, I like a roster around max 27, 28. Um, you know, we've had, I've had bigger rosters in the past, you know, 30, 31. I think between 25 and 28 is a good number. And uh, yeah, we try to hit that usually. Okay. Well, in terms of your your staff, I mean, you're the head coach, but what, what other staff are there? What other support staff to, to really help the team throughout the season, throughout the year? My assistant coach, uh, Ashley, uh, is phenomenal. Just a, uh, she, she also trains our goalkeeper. She's got a goalkeeping background. Um, so she's been really useful there. She's worked with a lot of top clubs in Indiana and uh, Pennsylvania. So she's at the high school level. This is her first college uh, job, but she's, she's just been tremendous. Um, in terms of other support staff, we've got uh, athletic training, uh, really top level People that work here with us take care of our athletes really well. Um, yeah, so I think we're, you know, we offer a lot of support uh, physically and uh, in terms of coaching um, as well. Okay. Well, how would you describe your style of coaching and overall the team style of play? Mm. My coaching approach is uh, geared towards the transformational uh, side of leadership. I think I, I really promote a growth mindset with my players. Um, I like players who like to embrace challenges, who like to challenge themselves, who are open to feedback, and and they'll stick with it when times are tough. That's that that's really great. And I think the uh, the overall uh, picture of our program can be presented in, in in three main ways. And and the the, the first way is uh, you know we look at ourselves as a program that um, promotes developing great human beings. That's number one for us. Number two is the academic piece. We want you to succeed as a scholar athlete here. So that, that's number two. And then number three is the soccer piece. I mean, now all three of those are very important, but uh, you know that's kind of the priority order that, that we utilize here. Um, yeah, so I, I think in terms of playing style, uh, obviously everyone wants to lay possession. No one wants to give away the ball. Uh, that, that depends on how technical we are. And, and I always plan our, our playing model based on the personnel that we have here. So if we have um, a really great technical side, you know what, we're going to, we're going to try to play a, a real strong possession game. Um, if not, then we're going to maybe mix in some more direct play, uh, balance it out. Just, you know, we're going to go to our strengths and we're going to cover our weaknesses. Let's put it that way. Um, we've played different you know, formations. Last year we played a four-two-three-one. It worked out pretty well. But I, I my favorite uh, is, is a two-striker system up top, either a four-four-two or three-five-two. But what, whatever, whatever we need to do, we're going to do. Okay. Well, obviously, we're you and I are talking. It's the beginning of June, uh, school year for you guys. I'm sure just wrapped up. And what did the non-traditional season or or off season look like for you guys what what does the team do in the spring yeah well we spent the winter hitting the weights pretty hard that was that was the main thing and then towards our non-traditional season we got five weeks to get that uh get that done with uh, 16 practice opportunities in, in a scrimmage day so um we started developing our cardio a little bit more as as that uh, as that approached um, so a lot of strength training, uh, but the team also played indoor soccer, um, in a league, a local league. That was great. They also played futsal in the gym. So two, three times a week, they were playing soccer, either with a futsal or an actual soccer ball on an indoor surface and then hitting the weights, uh, three times a week. Um, once our, our 
training schedule began for non-traditional, we were training two or three times a week, you know, five to seven. And then we had a scrimmage day, uh, went and had two scrimmages, two one-hour scrimmages, and that that worked out really well. And um, now we're going to start our summer conditioning program. I hand out the packet and we do a lot of uh, aerobic intervals. That's what we're hitting now. We're toning down the, the lifting a little bit to only twice a week uh, and then really going for the cardio and then uh, the sprint training, uh, agility training. And then come August, we want to be ready to go and fit to play. Okay. Well, we've covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of different things, but uh, I want to get one last bit of info from you a little piece of advice for for the folks that are out there if there if there was one nugget something you wanted to share for parents players anybody interested in college soccer and this whole recruiting process what would you want folks to know well i think i think it's really important to to make sure that you are searching out a program that really fits what you're looking for um and maybe not succumbing to pressure from outside sources saying you should go here or you should go there it really has to be a fit it has to you have to find the right community you have to find the right coach the right uh, opportunity for yourself to do that so that takes research so i always tell uh prospective players to to do their homework to to come visit campus talk to the coaches talk to the players you know make sure that you connect with the players and and make sure the coach offers opportunities and the other thing i would say is you know it's okay to ask a coach what your role on the team is going to be. I, I think that's, you know, to, to, to get the feedback so that you know that there's a plan for you when you come in. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of coach that doesn't want to recruit a whole bunch of players in here to fight for a position and then end up cutting people in preseason. That's, that's not okay for me. I'm looking for players that I have a plan for that I want to see coming in and contributing and, and having a plan to develop over a couple of years, but then also there's the academic piece. Does the major fit? Does the community fit? Do they feel like emotionally it's a, it's a great place for them to to be and grow and, and embrace that growth mindset? Awesome. Well, Coach, I really appreciate the time. Wish you the best of luck in this upcoming season. And uh, if you ever get to any of the events down in Bradenton, give me a shout and we'll, we'll get together, all right? Great. Thanks so much, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thank you.